you have to give a shit. You have to put yeah. in that extra effort to learn how this stuff actually works. And whether it's if social it's, media, whether it's like starting a band, whether it's starting a podcast. There's actual work, work. that's going to go into yeah. it eventually yeah. and time and money. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, besides right now, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Your boy is broke. I got no beer, no soda, <laughs> and I'm very sorry to my guests, but that's okay. It's a Sunday afternoon. Who the fuck needs, like, some may argue that Sunday afternoon's the best time for a beer or soda, but sometimes less is more. That's that's okay. I had a Red Bull on my way in. A Red Bull? I needed a Red Bull. All right. So <laughs> I have a question to ask you about this Red Bull, uh-huh. but before we get into that... <laughs> Everybody who doesn't know my guest today, please make some noise for my friend, Jonna of First Angel Media. Everybody's happy that you're here. So there's two things. One, I intentionally did not say your last name because I do not know how to properly pronounce it. Nobody does, and it's okay. Honestly, like whenever I'm even in line at the doctors and they kind of look down again, I'm like, oh, that'll be me. It's, It's Jonna Lima Chica. Machika. Machika. Wow, that is that's like a <laughs> Machika. Cool. I have a fun name. All right. So, to rewind where I want to start this conversation. When we were on our way up here, you have a height thing. Oh, I hate heights. Oh god. Okay. And many people that listen <laughs> to the podcast know that I'm a big roller coaster enthusiast. So this is very you know, we're we, the yin and yang Opposite. of life oh. is happening right oh, now God. between me and you. But the thing that I wanted to comment on was how do you deal with Red Bull giving you wings? Well, I just kind of have to, like, keep my feet on the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. I just have to keep my feet on the ground. Understand. You know? <laughs> Respectable. You know, OK, so completely off the subject of anything music related i actually like i think all kids have those dreams where they fly sure yeah i flew like that high off the ground i'm not even kidding <laughs> in my <laughs> dreams i like i stayed so uh, as a Whoa. slight float more like a more of a levitation <laughs> pretty much not yeah. not so much a uh not so much a flight rather a, more, uh, more like floating slightly gotcha <laughs> First Angel Media. Yes. Tell the people about what it is exactly that you do. If you can even summarize it in one sentence. Um, we normally explain it as we are a collaboration of a media company, online magazine, and some PR thrown in there. So you promote independent bands. Yes. Artists, musicians, things like that. The occasional visual artist here and there I've seen. I mean, photographers. It is visual arts. Yes. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> We're giving you credit too, you little snappers. Is that a, is that an okay snappers. nickname for photographers? You know what? I know some people who get like all all up about you know. Don't call us snappers. Don't call us photogs. I'm like, dude, 
we have the camera. They can call us whatever right, they I'll need to. I'll just call to. you an asshole then, buddy. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I am almost certain that in my lifetime, at least one or two people have uh, considered me that. So That's okay. Everybody so has. Let's, everybody let's, has let's talk about your lifetime. I guess not the entire story. There's two, probably God, a whole no. lot to get into. That, I, I'm 42. That's a long story. Well, let's get into <laughs> you know the first Angel Media lifetime then. When okay. did it start? Why did it start? Um, so the why of it is actually, um, I'm a widow. I lost my husband in 2012 and as you can imagine, it broke me. Um, I'd always been very much the, uh, go to see live shows person, uh, music. And it took me like, gosh, like almost two years to finally become, to a point coming out of that fog where it was like, okay, so this is life now. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, I don't have a life. Like my entire life was wrapped up in being a stay-at-home mom, being a wife. You know, uh, he was a professional chef. He he did the job thing. I did the raising of the kids uh, between us. We had five. Yeah. Five. Five. So, like, the stay-at-home mom portion was necessary. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. I see that. And so, um, you know, I mean, it was like this whole discovery of life, this whole discovery of, oh, my God, there is nothing that is me anymore. You know, um, we had a pretty simple life. And he actually used to be a, a bassist in a punk band. Cool. Uh, Wounded Hunters. And they played in like Wheeling, Morgantown, all that. And so music was still a part of our life. Like he'd grab up the bass and play. I'd sing, you know, our kids grew up with that. And I was talking to my best friend. I'm like, Shannon, you know, I, I just don't even know what to do with myself anymore. And she's like, well, there's always been your one thing that you've always been passionate about. Go find music again. I put it off and then finally I started to look for shows and like what I hadn't realized is in the time that I was one of those, I can't get out to your show, I'm too busy, I'm too responsible people, everything in my area had dried up. But I did remember this one band, Ashes to Ashes, that used to be in Pittsburgh. And so I started looking for them and these guys had broken up, um, like everything was off the internet, but Pittsburgh was my closest local music scene, kind of started to look for things. And then, um, I, I come from a very small little town and we had the pottery festival. Okay. And they always have a live band there and they had this cover band, um, and I'm, I, I mean, they, they did great and I hadn't seen live music in forever. So I, so I go up to them and I'm like talking to them and you know, this one guy, the guitarist, he's like, and kind of like keeps his back to me. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the second guitarist is actually speaking to me. And then I don't know, like later on that day, that guitarist sends me a friend request. It just turns out that the, that the name social anxiety for the band was actually like named after him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. He is a wonderful person. Poor guy. And yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He has like the worst anxiety. So like people coming up and talking, right. but he, you know, one of the things I had been saying to them at the festival was I don't even know where to look. So he starts sending me some of his favorite bands 
in the Pittsburgh area, Super cover cool. band, Silk Nine, all these different bands. And he's like, and check out this venue and check out that. And and so through him and Ray, the other guitarist, and and their families, wives, friends, everybody there, I kind of started to go find music again. And I found myself in Pittsburgh, and uh, there was actually a band, I hate calling them out like this, uh, Dying Breed. So I go to this show, and I, I think that I might have been one of the only people actually not there to drink at the bar. Sure. Hey, it we, happens. It, it's part of the, it's part of the, the cycle. Right. But these, these guys, I mean, there was like me and, you know, a table full of people that they, they knew that had come out and they put on like this, a killer show. I mean, you would have thought there were 500 of us in there and they were a cover band. And I was like, you know, I don't care if it's a cover band. I don't care what kind of music it is. It's about the passion. I, My playlist goes from Dido to Hollywood Undead to Never Wake to, well, there's this band you ought to check out called Sykes and the New Violence. Okay. And I'll, write that I'll write that down. You should check them out. I'm just going to say. <laughs> but so like, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Why aren't people out here? And so I started to kind of look and like, I've been like in the music scene since I was like 14, not actually a part of it, but knowing enough people in it to know like what's needed, what's what, seeing how they promoted. This is pre-internet days. I'm old. It happens. And um, I was like, you know, there's nobody that I'm seeing in Pittsburgh that's really like pushing bands. So I started to think about it and uh April 2016 I was like, okay. I sat down with a pen and paper and I wrote out like my ideas on what needed to happen by I believe it was June I had a Facebook page. Um at the time I was just sharing events and they'd have like this nice little blurb with them. And like, are how how badly are we allowed to cuss? Because like, you could say Zaka zucked what, me. <laughs> you could say whatever the fucking uh, okay, okay. You so, want. so Facebook fucked me because um, they changed their algorithm, and suddenly, whenever you shared events, like that nice little blurb, no longer went with it. So it didn't help the bands anymore because they couldn't be like, oh, look what this company is saying. So I started to write um, little editorials. And then actually somebody came onto my page and was like, you know, this kind of sucks because you got something decent here, but you blah, blah, blah. And he was being negative about it. And I was like, you know, I, I took what he said. Low. I mean, he was right because Facebook doesn't allow you to make it look pretty. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. So I started working like I, I grabbed up Bill Damiano. And I, I was like, okay, you build websites. I need one. Yeah. Um, Bill and I have been kind of like, you know, brother, sister, partners in the scene uh, with what we do for years now. Um, well, since 2016. So it's been almost three years. And he got me this website and I started into that. And 
I wasn't going to let the Facebook algorithm beat me anymore. So I started to uh, research Facebook and all that insane stuff. Sure. It gets pretty deep. <laughs> it does. And I, I basically, uh, I worked for like almost, well, I worked for just about two years myself. Uh, in that time, I kept taking steps. You know, um, I've been a writer since I was 14, 15. Um, started writing out articles on the bands, doing reviews on the shows I went to. I took cell phone photos. Hey. And I had like these group of friends, Eric from that band that that I first met, uh, Jerry Mulligan, you know him, uh, a few others, Winner's Descent, got to plug that, and Twist of Fate Productions. JK. <laughs> I know for a fact you wear the Twist of Fate Productions shirt. I've I almost wore my Winner's Descent shirt today, but I thought I thought it would have been way too on the. You nose. know what? I actually almost did too, and then it's like God. <laughs> I would look like such, I am a fangirl, but like, I would look like such a fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> we thought about you. We did. We love you. But uh, these guys, you know, and a few others were just like, no, there is something there. There is something that you, uh, you have in yourself. And I'm like, cell phone. And they pushed me and pushed me until I got, if you know, Jerry, once he gets an idea. He's the most supportive and nudge, nudge, this needs done kind mm -hmm. of person. Sure. And finally, I, I got like a little rebel T6 and started learning there. Um, thank God I ran into Dan GTX because everybody, I would say, you know, how you work this thing? They'd be like, I don't know either. I'm like, motherfucker, you know, I've seen your <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. I cuss. It's it's okay. You're allowed. <laughs> but um, you know, finally he he ran into I ran into him at a show. Um, it was a Rock for Life benefit actually out at uh, Islin, Islin. It's one of those field. Um, and you know this this big quiet guy in all black just kind of like give me that. And, and he starts showing me, you know, do you realize it's capable of this? Do you realize you can do? And I was so excited that like, I wasn't getting these dark photos anymore. And, you know, he helped me out so much. He was like my mentor for, for a while there. Love the man to death. I've gotten to actually officially work with him a few times now. And then I got my my big pretty camera, and it's kind of just been an uphill climb from there. Yeah. Um, about a year, almost year and a half ago, I had, what I really had wanted for First Angel started to happen. Uh, people started to join. It is really hard to tell people, you know, I'm really passionate about this and I've got all this stuff going. Why don't you come, you know, do a lot of work to promote bands you don't know for free or a little money? People were just jumping all over that. I'm telling sure. <laughs> but well, um they there are people out there that are well, really yeah. Yeah. I mean in order to do something like what you're doing, you have to actually care about it. Yeah. And um I mean most people would start out doing 
projects or companies like First Angel Media, I think they all have genuine intentions, but it takes a lot of effort. And most of the time, it falls through. Yeah. And I remember my first experience with you and First Angel Media was just, it was just, I think it was just honestly like the consistency of it. It wasn't necessarily my first experience, but like seeing like there would be like something that was shared from First Angel Media. I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's another one of these things. Because people start them up. Like you talked about, you didn't see anything like what you were doing. But people start them up all the time, but then they fucking abandon them in like two and a half months. Yeah. And But I just kept I seeing see stuff from lot. you. And like I just kept seeing like you were like, I think you had taken photos at Gray Walker shows yeah. and other people that were affiliated with you had taken photos. Mm-hmm. And we kept getting tagged and shit. And I kept seeing articles getting shared. And it was just one of those things where I saw the consistency. And then like in the consistency came like, not that I didn't have respect for you and the company no, beforehand, but it was like a... A much more like it became a, 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 it was like another layer that came on after that consistency and just like, like, oh, these are actually a group of people that are going to stick with this. And I think that that's really yeah. cool. No, I, I, and, and getting I to know. know you too. This isn't the first fucking time we ever nah. talked, you know, and nah. we've talked plenty of times. Right. But, um, yeah, yeah, getting to know you over the past couple of years, it's been really cool seeing, you know, you just grow as a person, grow as a photographer, grow as a promoter, not like a show promoter, but like, you know, like, a. you know what, that was actually something that like I made a mistake on whenever I was first doing it was it was music promotion. And I did not realize that in this scene, promoter means a completely, it's okay. A completely different thing. I, I wasn't like, you know, aware that that actually meant the people who, Put on the shows. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different words for different things that yeah. mean a lot of different things. It's much like in music production. The term producer can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Like in the rock world, a producer is, you know, somebody that is maybe helping direct things. Mm-hmm. Like a director mm-hmm. or he or she is a director of sorts in the studio. <laughs> yeah. But in the hip hop world, a lot of times a producer is like somebody that's actually composing the beats. They're producing the music. Oh, okay. They, they could also be a producer, but then there's also another producer that could be a studio producer. And like, so that term gets thrown around a lot as well. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, they're all like, correct. You're using mm-hmm. the word, but it's just your understanding of it. It's almost like, a, it's like, you, like learning the Adobe suite and you want to do something, but like what you think it's called is not what it's called. Like, I yes. want to put an outline on something. And three years later, oh, it's called a stroke. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of... I would never <laughs> think to call that a stroke. Yeah. That makes no sense. But just learning the terminology. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah. And and you have to you have to learn other people's concept of the terminology so that you're not thinking that you're having one conversation and having a completely oh, sure, yeah. different one. It's... It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of crazy. And and you're absolutely right. I've actually seen many startups and, oh, I'm going to do this. And it just kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, you know, God bless or whoever bless, Santa bless all those people. Tis the season, right? For uh, whatever, you know, uh, all the props in the world to anybody that takes time out of their day yeah. to do something like this because it's fucking ridiculous and crazy that we 
we don't need to be doing this. No. You know, I, I don't make a fucking dime off this show. And I put a lot of money and time and effort into it. I've been doing it for five years. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I get to talk with people like you and everybody else that's going to be coming through here today. And it's fun. I like yeah. doing it. And uh, when people are asking me about starting things up, starting a podcast, for example, it's always like, what gear do I need? I'm like, you just need to give a shit. And then you'll yeah. figure it out from there. But if you don't give a shit. No, that's that's that, literally that, that, like that's the most important part. It's it, you're absolutely right. You don't start with the gear because if you don't have that drive to find everything that you're going to need, mm-hmm. like and it's not gonna, it's not going to be perfect at first. Like if you have a passion for something, utilize your resources. You want to take photos, use your fucking phone. That's fine. Get a little bit of money. Get a cheap Canon. Get a cheap Nikon. Buy something right. used. Right. And if like you're no. still like into it, like over the years, you can build up to something. I didn't start doing the podcast with a studio. I had like Mm-mm. I had one room microphone. It's a very nice studio. I had one room way. microphone <laughs> in a studio in like a extra bedroom in like a small apartment I was mm-hmm. living in. And yeah. then over the years, I got more gear and more things. And just because it was like. It, it's, it wasn't perfect at first, but I was just doing it. And I was just happy to be doing it. Yeah. I no, knew like with time it would come together. It's it's like amazing because you do, like you said, you start with, with these tiny little basics and you learn how to work with those. And then you get something that like, you know, as someone who's been in the business for years and years has – and you're like, oh my god, that just made my life so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's there's, there's great. A, it's it's so funny too because like in like this world of rock and roll, I guess, and like that 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 term could be applied to anybody, whether you're like in like hip hop or R and B or whatever. Like it's yeah. still like this rock and roll world of being like a musician. The idea of exercising patience seems absurd, but it is so important. Yes, because it, things aren't going to happen overnight, and it's uh-uh. it can be real challenging when you have things like social media showing you all the awesome things that everybody's doing all the time, and it makes you feel like oh, it's taking me so long. You know, like it took First Angel Media a couple years to get to a point where you said now it's starting to be what you want it to be. Yeah, but that's the only way it ever would have happened. And and to be honest, I almost gave up right before it it became what I wanted. Like, I, I mean, there is a lot of self-doubt in, in all of this because you start to be like, oh my God, I, you make no money. You, you're you not doing this because you want to be some rich and famous person, but my God, you at least want your company to be what you want it to be. Sure. It's like you want to be a resource for other people. Right. And you want them to see what you're doing and engage with what's happening. But if they don't engage with it, it's like, why are you taking the time to do this? If it's not happening, it happens with me all the time. Whenever, like if I have a podcast that goes up and you know, it gets low numbers or something like that. It's like, fuck, like nobody's watching this. Yeah. Or like even worse than I also get bent out of shape. And maybe this is a topic that we can rely on whenever, um, People ask you for something like somebody asks me to come on the show and then I bring them on the show and things go well and then they don't do anything to help promote the episode once they it's don't up. share. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I don't I, I mean like I'm not here <laughs> trying to say that I don't have like a 
a community built around the podcast, much like you have a community built around what you're doing. But if I'm doing something for you for free and taking time out of my day to talk to you, if we're friends, if we're strangers, whatever, like, you know, the show has a dollar amount for me to produce. Time is money. The least you can fucking do is share it from your band's goddamn page. It takes you two seconds and it's a huge help. And and another reason I don't understand why people don't do that is because no matter what your fan base is, how do the people in their fan base even know that they're doing anything if mm-hmm. they don't share what they're doing? I mean, you know, you can be out here doing like, oh, we got this, we got that, we got... But like if your page is silent, if you're not sharing this shit, nobody knows you're doing it. Share. Yeah. <laughs> it it only helps you too. It's real. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it's it's easy to be lazy in a band. Um, unfortunately, it's easy when you have three, four, five people in a band that all have access to the page and one of them always assumes that somebody else is the person doing it. And that like you need to have happen. somebody in your band one or two people, if not every, well, if everybody's posting stuff all the time, it may be a little chaotic. You yeah. have to get some sort of a, you need to wrestle some sort of a structure, but you need to have at least one person at the minimum that's going to be the the person that's right making sure that content's going out on a regular basis. And I know that it can also be discouraging because of things you were talking about before with your your algorithms and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Yeah. Um, especially if you're you know trying to use Facebook and or Instagram right now to promote. Um, which I mean, that's if you're I don't know like if you are an independent band of people in your late twenties, thirties, early forties. You know, your demographic is on Facebook. There's like a whole nother thing where I had somebody in here earlier that Katie's not even 21 yet does hip hop stuff. And he's like, none of my friends use Facebook. Nobody uses it. I don't even have a page. It's like a whole different, there's a whole different thing, like a whole different world where like everybody he knows is on Snapchat and TikTok and some people have Instagram. And it's just like, it's like a whole like generation gap. But before I get sidetracked and we even get into all that, cause I'm not, I'm not smart enough or patient enough to have a conversation about TikTok as much as I understand that, you know, patience, patience is a thing with us. You should be patient. I just don't, I don't have the patience for that right now, which is funny because they're short videos and it's all ironic. Anyways, rewinding before I go off on some crazy tangent. I think that bands get discouraged from using, you know, Facebook and stuff and posting. They don't think anybody's going to see it anyways. And that's not necessarily true because if you're a band and you post something and it's good content, people do see it. People see your stuff more than I think people realize. And I don't think the algorithm is always as bad as people make it out to be. It's just that you're either posting nothing. So nobody's seeing the nothing that you're posting or what you're posting is just unfortunately uninteresting so i i do a lot of looking at band pages especially uh as much as we do promote their work um and i've seen some things that people are doing it's obviously wrong okay and it's wrong on the way of the algorithm so what i've started doing is uh rock your socials And we actually now have a few articles out there that teach you how to use Facebook. So it's like, 
we're trying to help because the idea of first angel isn't just it it isn't just you know oh hey here's these things that we do we want to help the music scene sure and and so you know i mean zuck zucked me and i wasn't very happy about that well, i wouldn't take it too personally <laughs> but you know it it was like um this is obviously a platform I have to learn. Have you scheduled any calls with Facebook managing? I have not. Um, so I'm Facebook knows me probably as Karen because we all know what Karen stands for. And they'll they'll say, you know, oh well, this can't happen because, you know, there's this in it, and they get a nice message from me. Please show me exactly where that is, because in this review, you're going to find it's not that, like I am a total Facebook. I want to speak to your manager person. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I actually scheduled like a, a Facebook business call and uh, Sherry, I talked with her for three weeks in a row and she like showed me like all this crazy stuff with like building like lookalike audiences and duplicate audiences based off of all these crazy things and uh, like guided me through like uh, boosting campaigns. And we had like calls three weeks in a row going over different things, tweaking things, finding out what works. And, uh, you know, bless her soul. She was a bit of an angel, but there was a lot of questions that I asked her that just you could tell like either like she just didn't want to go there or it was just over her head. And, and also, um, for anyone who is interested in learning more about Facebook, there is this wonderful thing called Facebook Blueprint, which is an online guide. And some of the stuff is so simplistic. Like if you have a page, you have to know this. But other stuff uh, goes a little bit deeper, a little bit more. Uh, you learn a lot of things that people don't know. And you can sign up for emails, which will even send you more yeah. information. Um and and it's there is a lot to learn but the thing is i always hear you know oh you can't none of us are rich enough for our ads to reach people and matter and it's like dude i spend like 35 dollars a month in ads and it's 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 basically all boosts sure and I can tell you that you can. You I know? think that, you know, this like gets into like a really unfortunate conversation mm -hmm. of just how entitled some fucking people are because of everything being free on the Internet. Like you fucking like the torrent generation and the Spotify <laughs> generation and the Netflix. Like, you know, like I pay this small fee for something and it's everything's there. It's like it's maybe not directly connected, but. If, okay, if you want your fucking band or your brand to be a business, you got to act like a fucking business. And yes. you're going to spend a little bit of money. You know yes. what I mean? It's one thing. Okay, well, if you don't want to throw 35 bucks at Facebook to help promote your stuff on Facebook, that's okay. That's fine. You don't have to. But you also have to understand that, like, that's your the, – the likelihood of you being able to thrive on that platform – 
in a way that maybe you want to is going to be a lot less likely unless you happen to do something that's crazy viral. I mean, it's possible for things to happen completely organically, but I don't know. There's so much that new nuance that goes into it. I just feel like the reality of the situation is, is that we're on the same platform and forced to play by the same rules as the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. You know, you have the same restrictions on you as Coca-Cola or Nike. The government even. Yeah. But the cool thing about it is, is you have access yeah. to the same tools to learn how to use the system that they do too. Exactly. And it's free and it's all in there. So if you really do care, instead of complaining about it and wanting another thing to just be handed to you that's not going to happen, put in some extra time, get a little smarter, learn it, embrace it, use it to your advantage, and then take over the world. You could be the next Jeff Bezos. I, I will say that like what I, what I try to do in um, Rock Your Socials in those articles is to break it down to basics. Because what I, I see a lot of people are like, I just don't know this. I Yeah, and if you are, and if, are almost programmed to be like well, Yo, it, it's like back to the when people ask me if they want to start a podcast and like you need to give a shit. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you actually want to do well on promoting their social media stuff, like you have to give a shit. You have to put yeah. in that extra effort to learn how this stuff actually works. And whether it's if Social media, whether it's like starting a band, whether it's starting a podcast. There's actual work, work. that's going to go into yeah. it eventually yeah. and time and money. And I mean, if that's not for you, it's not for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't then complain about things not happening the way that you want them to happen. Because that's not yeah. the way the world works. I, I don't think that any musician would ever imagine that a band would be like, Hey, we're going to get together and and yeah, we're going to practice, but like, we're not going to have a Facebook page. We're not going to have a social page. We're not going to tell anybody who we are, but I'll tell you what, we're going to sell a ton of tickets because we're really good. So whenever we do get, you can't skip those steps. Yeah. Not you know, yet. <laughs> you can't, no. I, it, I, you have to do this other work that has nothing to do with. You have to do so much stuff that doesn't involve being in a band now. Um, you have to wear so many hats, even as somebody in your position where it's like, I just want to share events, write articles and post photos. Yeah. It's like not, you have to do all this other shit that you didn't ask to do. Well, yeah. And, and that like going back to, you know, how it's grown. I mean, I was ready to give up because what I wanted was this idea of a collective. I wanted inspired people who loved the scene as much as I do and were willing to give their time and intelligence and passion. And, you know, uh, the very first person that joined up with me was actually uh, Darren. He's one of my writers and he was one of my friends on social media and he would write reviews on his own personal page of the shows that he went to. And I'm like, hey, nudge, nudge. I have an area for that if you want it to reach a bigger audience. I have. And finally, it took him a while. And now he's like, he's covering Descendants of Crom and and all these other, you know, everything he goes to gets a review. Um, And he takes his own cell phone photos, you know, and they go into the review. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's very proud of what he does. We're very proud of him. Um, 
Amanda Baker. You know her. She joined up. <laughs> I did not boo you. It wasn't me either. I don't know. I don't know. It skipped. Sorry. But um, she joined up. Uh, she was just wanting to get into concert photography. And it was just the three of us. And now there are, I believe at last count, there were 15 of us. Wow. And we are spreading our wings. I don't know. <laughs> I'll let all the other ones fly high. I'll stay to the ground. Okay. But um <laughs> but we're we're doing so much more. Um Amanda had come to me with an idea and this is one of those things where you have to like have patience. Because she came to me with this idea for a uh, a segment called Save by the Scene. And as soon as she started telling me about it, I saw the value in it. And I saw we had to act quickly and I was like, okay, I don't know how well this is going to be done. But, you know, what we did was we uh, sat down for people who have various issues mental health wise and talked about literally how we were saved by the scene. Yeah, I mean, my work with the music scene filled the place where like you know, that emptiness that I had after my husband died, like whenever I wasn't certain I could keep going forward. Um, Nick Music, of all things, most wonderful last name in the world to have, of Scarlet Sky um, and his battle with PTSD and how music helped him. Uh, we had most of the members of Oceans to Ash and just how they've had to rely on each other through hard times. Uh Johnny DiCarlo, uh, Neverwick, um, he came on, they were on tour and, and he came on video to talk about his anxiety. Um, they even have an entire music video around the things that kind of like attack them in their everyday lives and, uh, how they were, you know, breaking free of that. So that first one was kind of rushed. It was kind of like, okay, we want to do this. We want to start this. And the first time is never the easiest. But we'll grow from there. Yeah. Um, and along with it was a benefit. Uh, Twist of Fate Productions put it together. And we had some wonderful bands come in. And we raised a lot of money for a place called People's Oakland. And now we just released one this last Friday. It's the second installment. Uh, the benefit that is running with it is called Depression, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Save by the Scene Volume 2 is about depression. And again, we took four individuals. And this one I feel we really kind of knocked it out of the park on because we kept it simple. Um, Fernando de la Cruz, if you don't know him, Ambraic Creations, look the man up. He does music videos. Does all kinds of videos. He's awesome. And uh, his company and First Angel, he he works with us in First Angel and his company and mine. You know, I mean, we, we do these. We don't. There is no monetary value in them. But, you know, mental health is a stigma that shouldn't be. And sure. music is, I mean, my God. Dementia patients 
can be triggered back to memories by music. Um, people who feel lost and lonely, there is a song out there. Someone has been through this crap before. They've gone there, done that, you know, and, and it gives you kind of a, wow, someone understands whenever you can't even get the words out yourself to tell someone how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, music heals. And that's kind of the whole basis behind these. And we're going to keep doing two a year. And we're going to keep doing the benefits. Uh, this next benefit will also go to People's Oakland. It's kind of our uh, go-to charity after we found out about them because it's a nonprofit and they do everything. They don't just like, oh, okay, we'll give you some meds or, okay, we'll give you some, uh, you know, counseling. They help with like getting people who are coming out of a really bad time or an institution and have like lost their lives. They help them get jobs. They help them find apartments, uh, babysitting for them, you know, like the people, they're an all-inclusive company. And, and so that's the kind of thing that we want to support with this. Um, we're hoping in the future to do more with it. Uh, we're kind of, uh, talking, let's just say, look for a lot to go in October. Uh, That's 2020. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, so we're, we're hoping to make that a, uh, product of its own, even though it's under the, uh, first angel umbrella, it's, you know, it's something like it has its own life. Totally. The, the thing that's really cool about, you know, what you're doing with first, uh, first angel media and fam. yeah, with fam, the thing that's really cool about the fam <laughs> is, you know, you have this group of people together now that understand that there's more to the scene than their band or their thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be really hard for some people to understand that it's like, it's really, it's like, honestly, it's equivalent to like, uh, doing like stuff in your community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've walked through my neighborhood and just picked up trash. Cause yeah. it's just like, well, I want to, it's like, I walk through here all the time and it kind of bumps me out when I see garbage laying around. Yeah. You know, I, I something should happen come, about that. I remember that. And uh, I thought that was wonderful to, to have done. Um, and it's like, well, we could clean it up. Right. Like I could just fucking do this. Right. And it's, a, it wasn't that much effort. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, cool. Now the streets, you know, and that's the way that a lot of people are, or way I see a lot of things with the local music scenes, you know, not just Pittsburgh anywhere. You just have people that want to have like really, really nice houses, but they don't want to do anything to make the neighborhood better. Yeah. And it's like, who wants like a super nice house in a shitty neighborhood? It's like, I like, I want to be like, sure. I want to have awesome neighbors, but I want the fucking neighborhood that'd be nice i want to have like a cool park that we could go down to and like hang out and you know take the kids or dogs and all that shit you know like i want it to be a cool neighborhood for everybody and people think too much of just about like their own backyard and then complain about the whole neighborhood as a whole that's the local music scene or a negative aspect of it it. it's it's a negative of it it's Um, like everybody gets together for those block parties once a year yeah but you know what i mean like that could happen more frequently what what surprises me about um and and saddens me about the pittsburgh music scene is that they don't know what they have 
it's it's almost like a person in a really nice house. Like I'd walk into and be like, I would love to live here. And they're like, yeah, but you know, uh, it's real easy to, yeah. You, people take it for granted. And, and yet, you know, at last count, we've tried this. Many people have. Um, the last estimated count was 600 active bands in the Pittsburgh music scene. Um, that's kind of outrageous. Sure. Uh, also, I mean, what was it like this summer? The the newspaper put out like, oh, my God, do we have too many venues? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a yes and no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it really is... just depends. I feel like you have the problem isn't so much the venues. The problem is some bands playing too much and other bands not playing enough. And and I'm just like we have 600 bands. We have enough venues that they have to really consider is it an issue. Well, this is the thing. They, like if you want to do well in Pittsburgh, I'm not talking about the fucking world. If you want to do well in Pittsburgh, you could do it easily. Like I'm a fucking idiot and my bands are fine. Yeah. Like we it's idiot. it's fine, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like I you know, I play in I have it's time's not even an issue. Like I barely, I do so much shit that I hardly put any time into anything. I'm just like scrambling with each thing. But also yeah. like the, the, the weight of all these projects doesn't fall on my shoulders. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in bands with great people that also do a lot to help facilitate things. But to, that's important. Uh, if you want to play shows on a regular basis, build a fan base, you could do that really easily in Pittsburgh. There's more than Very. enough venues that cater to all different styles of music with the exception of hip hop right now. Hip hop's a little weird in Pittsburgh. It has been for about a decade, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but even still, there's plenty of uh, people that are in the hip hop scene that have done well. And some of our biggest cultural exports in the pop mainstream have been hip hop artists from Pittsburgh. So it's, it's really easy to look around and, and only see your backyard. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you have fences up, then you're not seeing what everybody else is doing. And and yeah, you're pissed off because you have crabgrass. Well, guess what? Nobody else has it because they're out there pulling it and resodding. Yeah. And and all you see is your crabgrass. And you're like, oh, my God, this this is such a it's not happening everywhere. Um, You know, it. I'm not saying everybody's going to have like instant success and everybody's going to have. Well, we were talking, we were already talking about yeah, that. It takes some time. You got to put yeah. in the work. You have to be patient. And I mean, I'm sorry. You have to be like, okay. Like you don't have to be great. You have to be okay. And, Cause like yeah. there's people will see through your bullshit. Like if, if you have great music, but you're shitty people, nobody's going to like you. If you have shitty music, but you're great people, you'll probably be fine. Like, like people just want like, no, this is like, like fun community stuff. And then like all the yeah. time, like, you know, I see, I've seen plenty of bands in my day that like, okay, like I don't like this music, but they're nice people. They're having a good time. And if they stick at this, they'll figure it out. Like, not only do you yeah. have to have patience for yourself and your projects, you have to have patience for the people around you and understand that if they're passionate about what they're doing, but they're not quite there yet, 
Help them out. Still put them on shows. Help them get other things and encourage them. Don't be somebody that's just like, oh, well, the band kind of sucks, but so I don't want to be around them. Like, if they're cool, they're cool. If they're dicks, get them out of here. We don't need them. Okay. But if they're cool, help them. On that note, don't be a dick and then expect everyone's going to be kind to you. And if you're not ever out there showing support, don't ask why no one supports your band. Yeah, sure. I, that, I mean, that helps a lot too. There, and you know, the funny thing is that, but like, the thing is, you don't even have to leave your house to show support. Right. Right. It doesn't. So many people think that that translates to like a show. It doesn't. I know people who are super busy and can't get to shows, but if you go on their personal timeline. They're shouting out, this person's doing this, that person's yeah. doing this. Hey, go give my buddies over here a like. It's literally a share button away to support somebody. And, and if you can't give support and you can't be nice, you know, kindness is not a limited thing. It costs nothing. It actually helps you feel good. It makes others feel good. And guess what? There's as much of it as you want to give. So you can be as broke as us and, and still be kind and supportive. Yeah. But <laughs> I <mean>. Totally. <laughs> but again, it goes back to like that. How much do you really care? Always. Like it's if you really give a shit, is this something that you really have to talk about? And And it will always come back to how much of your heart is in this? How much of your passion is in this? I've been doing this for three years and I can tell you that three years ago, I never in my life thought that I would have to know the things I do, do the things I do. But three years ago, I never would have thought that I would have the people in my life that I have. Because whenever you find people that share your passion and I can literally say this at First Angel, you know, it's fam to us. And literally every single one of us is a family member. Um, actually, the joke is that because uh, Patrick of and I always mess up his last name whenever I say it. McAlvery. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. I think I got it right. What's your name? Machika. Yeah, Machika. <laughs> of a nine stitch method. He will forgive me because he's, he's like my brother. So he totally will. But, um, he almost, he's like my partner in this. It's my company. But if, if ever there was one person like right there in the battlefield with me, you know, we got this trading things back and forth. It's him. And, uh, so we joke around. Everybody calls us like mom and dad. So there's mom and dad, but all the kids have chores too. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, but that's, you know, um, that's like one of the things that it matters so much to me, not just because of the love and support that like I get from them, but, um, I almost broke down in tears whenever we were doing this last um, Safe by the Scene because Fernando, who is part of our team, you know, part of our family, he was talking about all the issues that he had. And he says, First Angel Media found me and now I know what it's like to have friends and people who love and support you. And like, 
Oh my God. I'm just sitting there. I literally, I have a son about his age and, yeah. and he's, I mean, I feel like Fernando's kind of like my adopted kid and I'm like, I'm sitting there and, and I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Cause if you cry, he's going to stop this. And this is beautiful. Don't you dare cry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but that's like, you know, to have, you're only remembered by the things in this world that you share, whether it's experiences, talent, whatever it is. And to know that I have created something and been able to share something, not just that shares my passion of music, but that has touched the people that way that I love. That's like, I could die happy. You know, I, I've created something. It's well, you, not just you, the you, children I've created. You have created, a lot more work people. to do, my friend. <laughs> so you... you. <laughs> Oh, if I die before the end of 2020, I'm telling you right now, everybody at First Angel is having a seance and bringing my ass back because <laughs> there's just too much going on next year for them to want to, to they're going to be like, no, 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 this uh -huh. is louder. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> They'll piece me back together. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've talked some positives. We've mm -hmm. talked some negatives, talked what you've learned how you've grown, the friends that you've made along the way, all of these things. What else do you think besides, you know, having better social media presence, uh, better band bios, better photography, you know, like what from your outsider perspective looking in, is there anything else that you feel gets really overlooked in terms of, you know, underground bands and the way that they're marketing themselves or telling their story to people. Okay. So I only know this in Pittsburgh, but actually it's something that like, it almost drives me nuts. I created a company to be based in Pittsburgh. And the idea was never to keep it in Pittsburgh. It's always going to be here. It's always going to focus here. But again, with the walls, if you put up walls and you don't let anyone in, then you're also not letting anyone out. So we get bands from France, Russia. We get bands from all over that come to us and they're like, oh, my God, we see what you're doing. Please, can you feature us? Can you use our video? Can you? And it's like. They are so willing to put themselves forward. And then someone that I know in a band in Pittsburgh, I'll reach out to and be like, hey, you just released a video. 50% of the time they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'd like to feature it. We'll get back to you on that. And it's like this mindset that Pittsburgh music seems to have that if it's in Pittsburgh, it's not enough. And I would like to just take a moment and tell bands that even those little startups that we were talking about before, the ones that go away after a few months, I don't care. I don't care how small it is. I don't care if it's just your friend's thing. I don't care if it's well-produced. I don't care if it's like almost a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. 
Always. Because you're putting yourself out there. You're getting yourself more publicity. You're never going to find a time it's not worth it. And I wish that I could shake people and be like... It's really funny to have that mentality when 95% of the shows that you play are in Pittsburgh. So... Do you hear this? <laughs> like, Do you hear this? You know, I, I, it's like, okay, you have a local <laughs> blog that has, you know, a couple, a few thousand people that with that makes posts engaged, you know, probably to the tens of thousands of people through boosts. A lot of people that are local, a lot of, they're probably targeting the shit to like, you know, Pittsburgh, hard rock, heavy metal, you know, people that are doing the stuff that you're doing. All you got to do is send, send her a fucking link. It takes two seconds. What do you think? Like, why not? That's like you, whenever you hit me up, about like featuring a Sykes video. I think you may have done a Greywalker video too at some point. I was just like, yeah, here you yeah. go. You want to cross post it? Here, we'll put you on the you thing. You taught me the cross posting and I can't tell you how many people are afraid of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I get it. I, I, okay, it's like, yeah, we have access now that like, you know, there's like this like little backdoor thing, but you could turn it off afterwards. And not only that, like we can't take over your site. It, uh, we're not admins. Yeah, we're, like we're allowed. You you give Facebook that little permission to be like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't work with these people, and then you have to go give us permission on what you're allowed. Listen, at this to point, <laughs> listen, it's honestly like you can only you can lead a horse to water, right? Yeah, and it ultimately becomes like a. This sounds. This is like some real like alpha male type shit to say. But, like, it's, like, survival of the fittest, honestly. Like, if you yeah, were – the resources are out there. The tricks are out there. If you want to go rogue and try to do this in your own way, Santa bless you. But I don't know. I, I feel like you probably deal with more people that are more than happy – to work with I you do. over people that are going to be grump butts. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, we've dealt with plenty of grump butts um, through the years in various projects I've been in. And I don't know. And it's at a point now where like there's certain bands where like we'll ask them to play shows and we know they're never going to say yes. But it's almost like we're trolling them at this point just to like almost be like, hey, we're still doing stuff and we still want you to be a part of this. But you could keep being grumpy. But hey, we'll keep asking. I I really I mean and and if you look at the bands that we work with and that's like one of the things that you know some of these smaller bands will sit there and be like well I don't know about this cross post thing because I don't want to give you access to my page and I'm like dude it doesn't and and like I get it but at the same time it's and like, I don't like being negative, but at the same time, I'm sitting there like wanting to bang my head up against a wall because sure. I'm thinking, okay. We're just trying to get more views on your page. I have worked with bands like Sykes and the New Violence. We've done the cross post. I have done it with Greywalker. I have done it with Neverwake. I have done it with a band out of Michigan called Heartsick Metal. They're coming in January. Please, God, you need to check this yeah. band out. I I've think Greywalker's playing with them. I might. think they're like our Midwest BFFs or something. And and 
<laughs> but like, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, if if we were doing something bad to these pages. It would have happened by now. We've been doing this for like, like a little what, over what, a year what, now. Like, what do you think? What What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I get it. I think. I think. I do, but it's it's like, it's like you can either be worried to the point of not getting it done and not getting that extra promotion, or you can have a little faith that you're not the first one to do it. Well, this is the th- the other thing too is like you know if somebody reaches out to you for help and then they don't want to you know take advantage of the help that you're offering there's plenty of other bands out there it's not like you're struggling for content it's it's not i mean and the, or if like you're reaching out to people and what you're doing isn't their thing that's fine yeah you, i mean it sucks if it's somebody that maybe you have a lot of faith in or right. you want to promote but if they don't want your help okay well there's plenty of other people out there and, and you're not the yeah. only fucking band on the planet the only or in the city or yeah. even in your neighborhood we actually we've had to start telling bands that we want to work with more that if they have because you know part of this is pr because we do understand that so many bands out there don't have the money to go paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars to a PR company sure. with the hope of results later. And and then you're like tied into a, a contract and some bands just need it for this release. You know, they just need, you know, a nice push. And so we've started telling bands that we want to work with and that want to work with us on that, you know, you know when you're you're going to be releasing your video. You know about when. Give us a heads up a few months in advance because our features are oftentimes scheduled out at least six weeks. And and if somebody screws us, like, you know, and and and, and it's not even intentional. Sometimes, you know, people, we all have lives outside of the music scene and things happen. And if we get screwed up because somebody didn't get their cross post finished up in time, which it takes three seconds, it's not that hard. Then but um, you have to do, oh, I'm yawning now. Oh, I got two hours of sleep. I apologize. My somebody friend. else needs a Red Bull. Uh, I don't fuck with that stuff. <laughs> I really don't. I don't normally, um, but I don't you know have how to, it happened. I you ran can't out of set coffee. up the cross posting from the mobile device. So that could be a night. It, that's a lot of that's people don't normally, fucking have computers or laptops anymore. That's kind of sometimes we run into that. Like they just are not at their computer and then they forget. Yeah. But like if they do that, but they have every intention of working with us, that's not a big deal because I reach out to the next person in line. I'm like, okay, guess what? You're up to bat. You know, we've already had this written out. It's already ready for you. You're going this week. Okay, now you'll get that week. But we do like to try to schedule it. If someone's releasing something, say, Grey Walker, I believe, was released on a Monday. And then we ran it that Friday. You know, it kind of picks up, like, where where it may start to go down. We do like to work with the bands to try to give them an immediate boost to these things. Sure. You know, I mean, because that that just makes sense. But we also need bands to work with us because, you know, 
we we rely on them in the way of we have this time slot to fill. It's 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 another thing that's really funny is putting all this time into writing a song all the time into recording a song mm-hmm. all the time into hiring somebody to film a video, editing it, all the patience to get all that all the time and effort and patience to get that done. And then you can't take five minutes out of your day to find a computer to send somebody a fucking link or set up your crosspost. Like libraries dropping, exist. Like dropping the ball on that very last minute. Yeah. That's something that happens like unfortunately all the time. Yeah. Just that last like you'll but it's the thing, it's like it's so much it's like there's so many bands that put in so much hard work, so much effort, and so much content, and then it just sits there. Yeah, you know, it finally gets on Spotify and then they don't tell anybody about it. It's like, yeah. whoa. I mean, I'm guilty of it just as much as anybody else. It's happened. Yeah. I think a big part of it too is like, well, I don't know what to do from here, and I don't know who to ask. And and I get that. I do. Um I mean, it's it's kind of difficult. We're we're morphing into more than what we do now to give people better opportunities uh, because you know, like we were talking about interesting content. Well, it's kind of hard to come up with that on your own every single time that you need to make a post. Yeah, or I, I think uh, that's another problem now with the way. Social media is very much like you should probably be posting every millisecond. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you are not relevant and you're losing. It, it you're, takes one week and, and you're off people's radar. Yeah. But I I fully believe that, you know, less is more. And if you have nothing important to say, like you're just going to annoy people coming up with bullshit posting stuff and from your page that has nothing to do with anything. It's mm-hmm. like people like the Grey Walker page because we're a metal band and we have fun. They've seen us come play that. And so if we're posting something, it better be metal. It better be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and otherwise it gets ignored. Yeah. Yeah. You and, have to stick and I've in seen it happen. Thing. It's like we just have to stay in that lane of what we are and knowing what we are and being comfortable with that. And and like we have, but it doesn't mean. But we don't post every day. That's yeah. That's what's up happening. And and we have like professional and personal. You know everything that we do. Like you can't get a team of fifteen uh, passionate people and not show that in your work. So actually, we've decided that um, it's just kind of time to take that to another level. We don't want to be just these nameless people anymore. Um, we're going to be doing, there's actually going to be five uh, video series coming out. Super cool. Next year. Um, we w- will have one, which is The Green Room. Um, our writer, Matthew, is going to be heading that up. And we're going to find a nice, decently quiet space at these shows. Interview the bands as they're coming off stage, you know? Yeah. Uh, just some quick, like he, he always says he nerds out with bands and he does, but that's the person that you want Mm -hmm. to, you know, be interviewing them. Um, we have a, a one coming up, it's called Holy Grounds and it'll be held at Templars, which is our little tiny soon to be venue. Um, and we're, you know, it's an old church. 
and we're going to do it over coffee. And the idea there is, you know, just like some goofy questions leading into some actual questions and then an acoustic set. Um, I've been working on an idea for a while with uh, Justin of Never Wake and Jason of Silence Follows, the Crucible Project, because they are food. I'm starting to notice the only booze the people he really likes. <laughs> but um, so we're, you know, they are huge foodies. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have them cooking in the kitchen and bringing different artists and doing, you know, like almost a Food Network show. Okay. And we've got like, That's fun. we've got all of these. Uh, we have one still in the uh, planning stages. It'll be released later on in the year, but um, it's a day in the life of cool. where one of our guys, Josh, uh, now of Creatures and Creep Rods. Oh, no. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> oh, the worst. He and, he and Amber are um, Ugh, actually... Both of them. Ugh. No. <laughs> they're actually... Um, like, Josh has been part of the First Angel team, and Amber's starting to come on. Cool. First Angel is just going out there and collecting people. No, I like it. Yeah, no, I like but all it's, the, I like it. But it's it's a team effort, you know. All of those people that I know, I like a lot. I don't know all of them, but all the ones yeah. I do know, I do I do like. And and you know, I mean uh through Patrick, uh Nine Stitch Method, his band yeah. is actually signed to Brutal Business. Um, and we're starting to work a little bit more with brutal business and it gives, you know, we're, we're not just in the metal stuff because they've got all these rap artists and everything else over there. Um, so, you know, we're able to bring in some of what they do. Uh, currently brutal business and first angel media are trying to, um, we're, we're doing some benefits, uh, for this a lovely little baby girl who was just born in October and immediately had to have heart surgery. Uh, it's going to be something that affects her for life. Yikes. So I believe, God, I hope I have this date right, but we have one happening at the Subalpine um, on December 20th. Okay. Uh, Brutal Business also has some stuff happening, so we've like I'm not hundred percent sure this will be up before the 20th. I, I know. Unfortunately, I know that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because they'll always need it. Much, much like the video premieres, these are usually recorded. That's well, okay. Well they'll advanced. always, they'll always need it. Yeah. So if anybody yeah. you know wants to help out on how to uh, help out this little baby, totally. You know? And and uh, there there may be some other things in the works between uh, First Angel Media. And it Brute sounds Business. like there's already too much, but that's awesome. But that's why there's fifteen of us. Yeah. Because what we've done is. Um, we sat down at one of our monthly meetings and I said, okay, so this was your idea. This is your baby who has the talent and time to help him. This was yours and, and we've broken it off. So while I'm, I have my fingers in all of it, I kind of like you were saying with your bands, it's not just my burden to bear. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I keep it going. I, I understand the marketing. I understand like where it needs to go to fit into the branding, all of that stuff. But like, these are amazing people who don't actually need me to like, you know, 
micromanage or, or overly guide. Uh, Raina Pelly, awesome photographer, and she joined up with us and immediately was like, you know, I miss lyrics. So now we have a lyrics feature and she heads that. That's fun. And and cool. so the more people that we we gather up, the more we find we're capable of doing. Yeah. As long as we're willing to give over the time for it. And some of it isn't going to be like, you know, hugely high production value. But then again, neither was everything on MTV. So. I think that there's something to be said about just real people doing honest work over, you know, something that's really overproduced and it just feels almost exclusive in a way. Yeah. You know, like I don't think that like, you know, I'm not in a Hollywood studio or anything like that, but there's like part of me sometimes when I like look at the podcast and I feel like a sellout. Like, okay. Cause like, it's this like, is like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's nice. I, like I think it, it looks yeah. really good, but it it's does. also very much like it's still DIY. Trust me. The, the you could check my bank statements. This is very much do. I'm not. There's uh, nothing cool happening. I've no. You've never heard me say one goddamn thing about a sponsor ever on this show. But it still feels like I don't know. Like I have like an extra sort of like I don't want to use the term privilege, but like I'm, I guess I'm just like lucky that I've been able to put in the time to put myself in a position that I have something like this. And, and it's awesome. It, it is. And I guess stuff still goes wrong. Oh. Like I have cables that aren't working. Microphones go off. You have to keep gear doesn't to, work. To yeah. There's all sorts of the, the all sorts of trouble thing. that happens. And I do my best. People won't even notice that I'm getting up like all that's going to be edited <laughs> out. Nobody will even know. I gave it away. I'm oh, this sorry. will get edited out too. <laughs> Don't worry. I've gotten I, good at that. Oh, God. The editing portion of podcasts. Mm. I don't do a whole lot, but I just, I just trim it down enough just to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep it flowing. Yeah. I could see that. I I just really, you know, I mean, it's professional DIY. You know, the, the joke, kind of a running joke that we have in, in First Angel is... None of us know that what the hell we're doing, but we're never going to show that whenever it comes out. Sure. You know, all of us are scrambling, but how do we, what's the best way? Okay. But we're, I mean, like, you know, my friends joke, I'm, I'm, I'm the Facebook guru and, and, you know, people come to me about marketing, but God knows I'm not the end. I'll be all on any of that, you know, it's just. I've just it's, it's, spent the time. You could get really it. nuanced, totally. Yeah, but also you could just focus on making good content, doing it as consistently as possible, and getting you and your team to share it. Because there's yeah. only so much control you can have over what the rest of the world's going to do with your stuff. Well, like you were saying about the numbers. I mean, um, I believe this last week's numbers were. We reached uh, 24,000 people that week on Facebook. And our numbers on the website are climbing up into the uh, 250,000s per month. And like a little under half of that is return. But like 
okay, the website I don't advertise. Sure. You know, so this is people, this is their tags. The tags are important. Tags, um, people sharing, uh, people coming onto our site, sharing the article from the site. Um, you know, the the boosts only make up about like because I, I boost about one thing a week. And it's those uh, features. It's those video features. Yeah. And the rest of them, I throw them into to, uh, groups and, and this, that, the other thing. And like, that only makes up about a five to 6,000 of those numbers. And if, if you break it down, like, yeah, we do memes and God memes are like the fastest and easiest way to get reach. They're, they're, you know, they're good advertising for for your page because whenever people share them the name goes and then they go yeah. back to see what else is there yeah. but like memes don't matter what matters is whenever we put out an article and it reaches over a thousand people yeah that's what matters whenever we can go on the site and see hey you know the article views are over a hundred you know i mean i only ever expect a 10 percent return on on anything that we put out I put it into 10 groups. I'm going to get one group's worth of, of people checking it out. Mm -hmm. You know, out of that thousand people, 100 people will have fully read the article. And that's okay. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. Especially for the niche-ass demographic that we're targeting. Yeah. It's like, how often do 100 people come out to a local show? Right, right. You know? And and more than likely, we find that uh, these are people that don't know trade secret. People who know your band don't read your articles. Sure. Who would have known? The people who know you and love you will share the shit out of that. Don't ask them to read it. <laughs> don't ask them to like. Yeah. Look at it. And And so normally out of that hundred people... 90 have never heard of your band. The intro just looked cooler. The photo looked cooler. They were just looking for new music. Totally. So it's it's like, you know, it's really great stuff. And and I enjoy working with, you know, all these different people. There are so many people that we work with and, and are in association with, and we will never put on more than our benefit shows. But, um, I mean, I'm trying to do a, uh, have you heard of launch? Launch. Launch music conference. I have heard of that. Okay. So I encourage number one, everybody in the industry should go up there. Um, so it's kind of like a gathering of minds and you can go in and sit in on conferences and learn about these various things. And since it, April is whenever I consider um, the first angel media anniversary to be, it's whenever it was created. It's whenever yeah. I sat down with it and April has a lot of meaning to me. Um, it's a month my husband was born, the month he died Kind of like, you know, each year in April, I, I grow a new chapter in my life. And um, 
So we want to start having many music conferences in April's to celebrate our, uh, everybody else does shows and that's great. Yeah. It really is. But like, that's not what we're about. We don't put shows on. No, there's a, a plenty of enough other people doing that. Right. And, and we do like to feature as many people in as many ways and as much of the music community as possible. And I kind of feel like sometimes maybe one of the reasons that people don't reach out to various smaller, you know, things going on is because they don't know about them. So kind of a chance to give them, um, you know, uh, I, I think it's Clamage, Daniel Clamage. Uh, anybody who's seen all those really cool, like wood burning yeah. boxes and such. He does those. Yeah, he just he he gave us a stack of Grey Walker coasters at the show. Isn't on he awesome? Like yeah. he just loves music. And and you know, it's like a side note that he can get a little something back while giving I mean, that's merchandise that like a lot of bands are not going to have. Especially yeah. not if you happen to go outside of our area, I can promise you nobody has them because uh I believe it was Reign of Z had one whenever uh, I was in Indiana covering the uh, Rise of the Loser Festival. And people were stopping. They're like, where they, where do they find this? <laughs> so we're unique. And, and Pittsburgh Absolutely. is unique. It is. I, I mean, I've heard people complain that, you know, oh, there is no Pittsburgh sound. That's not a bad thing. Sure. Yeah. It just means that there's so much talent and originality that nobody can pin us down. Sure. There, there is one thing in Pittsburgh that is a mutually understood Pittsburgh only thing. And that happens to actually be having venues with like some of the best freaking food ever. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I really like that. I really like <laughs> I, I am I am not a skinny mini. I enjoy my food. I'm not going to lie. So let's let's wrap up this conversation mm -hmm. on the talk of food. Because like we've been going now. We got now we're 23 <gasps> on, on the board. Oh, I hope that you're definitely going to edit this. Day. We got now we're 23 on the board. It's about lunchtime right now. Mm. So I'm getting a little hungry. I'm thinking about food. There's a restaurant it, downstairs. There's, yeah, yeah Penn Brewery is fantastic. Good food. Yeah. This Shout out to, to Penn Brewery who does not sponsor my fucking show and probably should. It's fine. It's fine. Is there something hanging from me? Oh, that's this cord. I thought I had like a weird hair hanging from my face. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Anyways, venues, food. If you had to do one, if every other venue in Pittsburgh would stop having food, but you got to keep one. Smalls. Smalls? You'd keep smalls? I would keep smalls. Okay. I, I love I love their stuff there. And they've they've got like really big serving portions. But like, God. I'd have to go with the Smiling Moose, but really, yeah. You know what? They do have really good food. I just like it that Smalls. Like, I don't have to go downstairs. Sure. To, of course, I guess though that if you're downstairs, you have to go upstairs to get it. They need a delivery elevator service or something. The Mr. Smalls Kitchen is really good, though. It is. My I, pers my personal uh, favorite is the Moose, and I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again: Cativo. Has the most underrated pizza in Pittsburgh, period. I absolutely agree. And honestly, their 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 steak salad is like Cativo has killer food. 
And a lot of people don't know that. People know about Smalls. People know about the Moose, obviously. Cativo is a little bit of an underdog right now when it comes to the food, but it's great. Somebody told me about their pizza and like... It was probably me. It, oh my God. <laughs> it, it may have been. I mean, I I had to try it. That is like some killer stuff. Yeah. Really good food. I, I mean, it's... We're, we're actually kind of blessed in that because whenever I go down to a Morgantown show, the first time I ever went down was actually one of their biggest venues, which is 123 Pleasant Street. Mm -hmm. And I went down there and asked my friend Jeffrey. I was like, so like, what kind of food do they have there? And he's like, there's the sheets around the corner. And I'm like, yep. Okay. I can deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 ab it's an abnormal thing. It it definitely is, but it's it's cool. It's a very cool. I like, feel like it, it it makes a lot of sense to keep people in the space and give people that extra reason to come out. Yes, and I mean, especially you see, when you're dealing with people that are like going out to your show is only one part of their night. Like they're they're yes. gonna have a night out and they want to be able to maybe get a couple drinks, get some food. Yeah. See a band. And if you can get them to do all of that in one building, especially in a place like Millvale that, you know, has some spots. But, yeah. You know, it's like you'd have to almost leave this that area of the city to, yeah. to get something. And I mean, really, that's because every one of them, if you're at Smalls or you're at the Smiling Moose, you have a place to kind of go and have a little quiet while you sit down and eat too. Yeah. But Cativo, it's still kind of removed from the major portion of the noise. You've got the booths. I mean, they make it comfortable. And honestly, like some of the best wings I have ever had is Good Times Bar. Another really cool thing, and I want to end on this because we could probably keep talking for another hour and a half I to be completely we, we honest. Could, I think we could be here for a while. Yes. I will say one thing that's really cool about having that food element, like at the Moose, that place has like a community and like a scene of people that like go there even on days where there aren't shows. Because it's like, well, I could go in there, get a beer, get a plate of food, and I'm right. probably going to run into one or two other people from the scene right. in yeah. there on any given night. So it's cool to have a little spot like that where it's like if you're in the area and you're a little hungry, you could still like be a part of like yeah. this community it that exists entire outside strip of the, exists outside of the shows yeah yeah i mean they they have quite a few shows that can happen there you've got all these places to eat you have the moose where you can just be right there or just go grab a beer or food at yeah any. yeah i mean honestly there's there's a lot it's not of something to take for Pittsburgh. granted right and and too much in pittsburgh is taken for granted oh totally not just the kitchens the bands the media people, mm -hmm. the everything, you know, right. just because it's Pittsburgh. I mean, come on, man. All, all, all we can do is just keep, city. keep on fighting the good fight. That's all we can do. We, we can't control how other people choose to or choose not to interact with what we're doing. But we can remind them that Pittsburgh music is kind of like freaking awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. And you're super <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having it's me. It's been really cool getting to talk with you. Uh, you know, again, we could this. Yeah. It's always the problem with having friends on the podcast because it's like, you know, you blink your eyes and all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's been four hours. Completely Whoops. understand. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 
I wish that I had a platform that I could do. I could release three hour episodes, but I'm just not there yet. I, I'm pushing it on the hour episodes. I feel like most people tap out around 45 according to the <laughs> the uh, the numbers. So I I have watched I, all the way through. Whenever I I appreciate it because you have that, you have that patience we were talking about. I do. And uh, speaking of that, I am being very impatient. I am hungry. I got another episode in an I hour and a half. Too. These cameras got to charge. We got to do our fucking thing. Yes. So with that being said, and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time, Jonna Lee Machika, First Angel Media. Thank you. Thank you. Check out and First Angel you. Media. What's the website? What's the social media? It is First Angel Media all the way around. Website, www. And all the nice little hashtags and, and Twitter things and, and Instagram-y things. It's always First Angel Media. Hell yes. And I you made know, it easy. You're here, so you obviously know where to find me. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019, maybe. Maybe it's 2020. I'm not I too think. sure. I have no idea. It's 2020 or 2019 we're in a time now. Loop. Yeah, we're, we're kind December. of in a time loop right now. It's like now. the end of the year, so who knows? But it'll be up when it's up. I'm okay Hopefully with the world is still here. And uh, yeah, that's it. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. <laughs> Fade this shit out. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> <laughs>